0: Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started.
1: Your host, Starlet Henderson here with this episode's thought leader, Kimberly Spencer, the founder at crownyourself.com. How are you doing today, Kimberly? I'm doing extraordinary, Star. How are you? I am, uh, well, I will just jump on that extraordinary bandwagon with you. Let's rock this.
2: Let's shoot it to the stars. <laughs> yeah. I had to I had to throw in the pun.
1: <laughs> you had to. <laughs> um, that's right. I don't hide it. You know, my star jewelry, um, my name, it's just what what naturally happens when you have a name. I love it. That. So tell me about this phrase, crown yourself, and what your company
2: does. So if you think about crown yourself a, when a princess is born, who is born to become queen, mm-hmm. like she is groomed from birth with this expectation that she's going to lead with the, um with the council, with the training around her that she's going to need to rise into her rule. And yes, that council sometimes will challenge her because, you know, <laughs> as, as you're rising into your reign, there's any challenge, but that she is grown with that expectation and so often as we're going on our journey we get met with people who acquiesce to who we are instead of who we want to be we are met with people who say oh don't go for that dream or don't start that idea it's, that seems sounds really hard or won't that take away time from your kids or won't that way won't that that's a little weird why would you want to step <laughs> into that leadership space like just blend in. It's okay. Um, just do your job. Put your head down. Do, check off the boxes, and you're good to go. Not really mentality to help grow them. Exactly. So for crown yourself, it really is about owning your dream, owning your truth, owning what it is that you desire to bring out in, and forth into the world, and then doing it and surrounding yourself with the counsel. With the mentors, with the coaches, with the podcasts, with the with the people who equip you with the tools to -hmm. consistently up-level your game so you become the greatest leader that you can be. So that you are of the greatest service to your what I put as your kingdom, meaning every beautiful human who has the the opportunity and the pleasure of entering into your space, your domain, your business, your life who interacts with you, they get this taste of your kingdom, as as I like to say metaphorically, (laughs) and that you have the ability to serve them powerfully as meeting them, not not king to queen, not not, not king to or queen to queen, not queen to like pauper, but, but queen to queen, like meeting them eye to eye, like I see the highest and best in you, you see the highest and best in me, let's rise together.
1: Got it. Very nice. Um, one thing that I did notice on your website is you're um, helping grow these princesses to queen bees, right? Is is the, the reference that you made. Tell me about you as a person, like, are you a natural queen bee or what was your story and the couple of milestones that set you on your journey and brought you to who were and where you are today?
2: So I mean, I guess as a child, I would have been constituted as a little bossy. Um, but, <laughs> a, little <but> <laughs> a little mini queen. A little mini queen. My son certainly inherited those characteristics from me. Uh, but the way it works. For me, I always I always love stories of transformation. Mm-hmm. And I never liked the princesses who just had to get kissed or, lo- kissed or lose a shoe to then achieve their dream. I like the princesses who face challenges like Belle and Little Mermaid, who had to go through some sort of challenge or transformation and make choices to then lean into their greatness. And I would, like, as a child, I used to put on these, like, backyard productions where I would write and I would produce and I would direct and I would stage the production and then I would sell things at the productions. And if you think about what you do as an entrepreneur – you're the writer of your own show. If you like have a podcast like mine, the princess and the bee, um, you are the producer of the entire show of you're you're in charge of the crew. You're managing the money, you're managing the finances, you're the director, you're the creative director, right? You sometimes are the performer as well being, you know, the podcast host or the person who's on the Instagram, the whose face is there. Um, and you are also ideally selling something so that your, your business is making money. So that, like everything from what I did as a child plays into what I did now and so it's appropriate that my company is called crown yourself so I, because it just fits into the the princess metaphor that has been a sure. running theme throughout my whole life
1: yeah you've been in training for a while
2: <laughs> so long
1: <laughs> so long <laughs> Well, one of the things, the thread that kind of comes and sticks out to me is this um, essence of being in control, right? You kept um, using the word choice and that being a queen is someone who's controlling her resources, controlling her time. Um, you know, so that really stuck out to me. What um, What other things are good characteristics of being this this queen of, and reigning in your kingdom?
2: I, I like to to, instead of using the word control, I do like to use the word like ownership because there's a difference because I I, recovering control freak right here. (laughs) Um, So there's a difference between being in control and then the belief that you have control of everything like life sometimes hits you with curveballs, but you can control you can be at cause for the response. And that's something that as a queen, you know, sometimes life will hit you in the head with a brick as Steve Jobs said. <laughs> and it's your job to then assess how you can move forward. And one of the greatest questions that I love to ask my clients is, in times of stress, and times of challenge, how is this the best thing that happened for you? So really operating from a growth mindset, from right. not everything happening to me from that more victim, victim mm-hmm. mindset, but everything mm-hmm. is happening for me. So you're in a financial crisis. How is that the best thing to happen for you? Maybe it's allowing you to get a little bit more vigilant about your, about being on a budget. Maybe it's bringing awareness to certain priorities that really you want to direct your dollar to and other things that you don't. Um, Maybe it is, it it will allow you to guide and serve people to the process that got you out of that financial crisis. (laughs) Like, everything could be happening for you or to you. It's your choice to decide how you want to see the world. And for me, what being a queen really means is taking that ownership of life is happening for me, not to me. And because life is happening for me, then every challenge is just growing me into being a better version. And every challenge that I face is going to strengthen me. It's going to allow me to serve at a higher level. It's going to allow me to be better. And it's going to uh, allow me to really impact more people because I went through this. Got it. So um, you're really
1: talking about the result of going through that, but I'm curious to know how you've handled and how, when you're in the thick of things or it's messy and you're, you know, facing a failure or a setup um, and asking, you know, what, why did this happen for me? How did you handle one of your biggest failures um, to, to succeed?
2: Well, I can definitely say I didn't originally handle it as, as it, why is this happening for me? I originally went down the path of blame of shame and of complaining mm-hmm. and after a year and a half, um, I was bought out of my e-commerce company. I were, I worked to grow this e-commerce company for about two years. And after two years, my business partner said he wanted to buy me out. It was the first time I'd ever dealt with lawyers in my life. And they don't always send you the nicest emails. And so I, after, and it was right before my wedding. So I was on my honeymoon, which was where I had the idea for crown yourself. But then I came home and I was like, okay, I have this great idea for crown yourself, but I, I don't know how. And I'm still bitter a, a bit about my buyout, and I was still I was still dealing with all the emotions, really and all the raw. things. So I initially didn't really deal with it well. I initially dealt with it really poorly, <laughs> and I had a victim mindset. I blamed my former business partner. I was super hard on myself, blaming myself, and what caught that cause was for me to get into the cycle of productive procrastination, where you're doing all the things in, (laughs) but the thing that you really need to be doing. Right. Yeah. And so for me, what shifted was a finding out I was pregnant and me being like this human, this mindset is not the one that I want to make decisions for my son. And after that realization, I said, I'm going to do whatever I can to change it. So I immediately went and hired my first coach I started taking courageous action. So even though I was thirty-five thousand dollars worth in debt, I said I'm going to hire this coach for five grand, and I'm going to get certified in NLP, timeline therapy, and hypnosis. I'm going to figure out what's up with my mindset because I knew, I knew I could reprogram it. I knew I could shift it from a to me mentality to a for me mentality because sure. I'd already done that with bulimia. I'd been bulimic for ten years. And in two years with no psychological or medical intervention, I was able to radically change my identity and use the fact that I had been bulimic to serve so many hundreds of clients as a Pilates instructor and owning my own private Pilates studio. So I knew that I could do it. I just got a little tripped up on the how. And so I, after getting certified and after going through that, I started taking actions of courage. So I started looking at all the busy activity that literally had kept me behind a computer the noise or static the the noise the static the the joke that my husband had about me at the time was that I could not get through 15 minutes of a like a TV show or a movie on a Saturday night without opening up my laptop. <laughs> I was so addicted to just the busyness of work, to feeling like I was doing something that was worthy. Right. But really, we know deep down when our head hits the pillow, if we did an act of worth or not. And normally that act of worth is one that requires courage. And so for me, I had to start taking those courageous actions. Like yeah. finding out I was pregnant was a courageous action in itself. <laughs> um but then but then taking those courageous acts actions for me it started out as asking for the sale, of having client conversations, of putting myself out there as a brand, of putting right. myself out there with this vision that I'd had and promoting it. Um that ownership And so I it's it, to it took ownership and courage. Like that's the other portion of it is you have to have the courage to do the thing. And and not everything I cannot tell you, and nor can any coach or guru or mentor tell you what is your act of courage that you need to be doing. But you know. You know when your head hits the pillow whether you did if it. If you or not. whether you did it or not. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's emailing that that client maybe it's taking that 20 minute break to go meditate in the middle of the afternoon instead of powering through with another cup of coffee like that in and of itself can be another act of courage so you know what those actions are and it's about trusting in that internal guidance taking ownership and then owning the fact that you want this thing and it's going to be on the other side of courage
1: yeah after a lot of work and um you know some of that ownership for sure and i can see why um you'd need a coach for that. And so, and also, like you said, I mean, the setup is now you're able to help other people do this.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's what's beautiful about that year and a half period that I spent really dabbling in my business is now I can see when my clients come to me and they're stuck in what I call the dungeon of doubt. <laughs> I've been there. Like, prior to being bought out of my company, I used to make these audacious asks. I wanted to start a Pilates studio. I just went out and started it. I wanted to write a a screenplay and get it produced and put up on Netflix. I did it. Like, I wanted to become a partner in this e-commerce company instead of just being on as a consultant. I asked. I made the ask. I said, yes. My partner said, yes. We signed the agreement. Done. Done. But after that buyout, I had such crippling doubt about my own worth, about my own skill set, because I'd never had it questioned before by legal professionals, um, that it, it brought some sort of perception of authority that maybe they knew something that I didn't.
1: Yeah, And yeah, so it is.
2: really dragged down that belief. Mm-hmm. And so now when my clients come to me and their belief has been dragged down by maybe a partner or maybe a past failure or maybe just the fact that their business hasn't gained a lot of traction in the past few years of them working on it, then that is where I I can coach them from a place of not just like, oh, you should do this. Why don't you just take greater courage? It's from a place of empathy and really understanding. I've been there too. I know what that year and a half feels like when you're stuck, when you're dabbling, when you're doing all the things and you just feel like you're throwing spaghetti against a wall and (laughs) you're trying and you're working really freaking hard. Yeah but not seeing any results and so why and so being able to coach someone into that space of into that space of courage and into that space of taking action and having the accountability to then move them forward that's really what crowd yourself is is about supporting and being that counsel for each and every king and queen, I have like twenty percent kings in my in my community. <laughs> I saw that um, kings and queens coming in and supporting them on really rising into their authentic reign, and not not what I think. Because a lot of people come to me to build a business, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I really want to build this business." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And sometimes I have them come like work in a, in about six months into working together, and suddenly they realize that that's not actually what they want. And the beautiful, and that that's not actually the thing that's aligned. They've actually always had this little side thing over here that they've been supporting somebody else and that they really would prefer to be the supporting act. Yeah, And they're really okay with that. And I have no attachment whatsoever yeah. to whether they do or do not. <laughs> right. Like, it's so funny. But the fact that they have the courage to then have that conversation and stop the people pleasing, because sometimes they think that they have to like please me and like, oh, we need to now like not build a business. I'm like, no, you're building a business. You're just building someone else's. And that's fine too.
1: And I imagine there's a lot of strength that comes from the realization, like they've gone through that journey and come to that realization versus you either seeing it for them or you questioning and being like, um, you know, maybe you need to be doing this. So they, you know, they, they go through that journey and have that aha.
2: Yeah, and the the autonomy that comes with the aha is huge, because that's why coaching is different than consulting, because consulting sometimes can be like, oh, I see the problem. Here's what you need to do. And coaching is a do-with process. It's a do-with process of both of us are figuring it out together. And as a coach, I'm just skilled in asking certain questions that can maybe unlock some different pieces that you haven't thought about. And because of that, you're able to see new players on the field that maybe you weren't aware of in in the past, maybe new opportunities that you hadn't been exposed to. Or because, you know, when you're in the game, as I like to think of in sports metaphors, even though I know nothing about sports, I love the good sports (laughs) sports metaphor.
1: metaphor Instead of a Uh, metaphor, that's...
2: Yeah, it's a, it's it's one of the few. Um but when you're when you're in in the in, in like a football helmet, you can only see so much through the slots. Like sure. you can't always see all the other players that are on the field. And so that's the benefit of having a coach who can see all the other players and then see how you're interacting with all the other players. And sometimes the players aren't just people, sometimes the players are your beliefs right. or the stories you hold. Or the pe- people or things from your past that are no longer in your life, but that are still having an impact on your decision making today. Sure, positive or negative? Positive or negative? Exactly.
1: So you have. Um, I saw you have a podcast. You have um, a down a book. You have a um, a community. And Queen TV, I saw that. So a little bit of- Yep, we just launched that. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. So there's a little bit of um, everything really for your your members, but let's specifically talk about um, Mindful Monarchs membership. And um, it sounds to me like what you're doing that is you're doing this in community so that everyone gets to learn
2: from each other. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about the Mindful Monarchs membership is I get to bring back- in my 13 years of experience of teaching Pilates, um, because through teaching Pilates, I saw what a valuable asset (pun intended) um, <laughs> our bodies are, and it's one of the most underutilized tools as a leader. So sometimes we can think we we think that leadership is so cerebral; it's all right. logic, it's all processes, it's systems. But your body's a system and it your body is has holds one of the greatest intuitive guidance systems, your subconscious mind that you're working through. Sure. And so your body can be such a powerful tool if you know how to wield it. So in Mindful Monarchs, we really focus on how you can rule your body so you can really understand. this this tool, this vessel that you've been blessed with, so you can master your mindset and then serve from your soul. So the beautiful thing that we're doing in Mindful Monarchs now is I'm bringing in some amazing guest instructors from all different walks of life. We just had a physical therapist share about like why certain body parts hurt. And she was able to really help our members with some of their aches and pains and how to, and how to physically on a physical level, work through those aches and pains. Because when you're dealing with a aggressive negative ache, it can slow down your productivity. It affects your mood. It affects how you show up. So being able to work through that, like this next week we have um, a sexual empowerment coach coming in who's teaching about the three pleasure principles of leadership on how to really tap into our pleasure and our body and that parasympathetic nervous system to be able to have a more of a long-term strategy because it's easy for a lot of us um, to be motivated by pain. We want to move away from pain. Mm -hmm. We don't want to stay in that job. We don't want to be stuck at five figures. We don't want to be, you know, having no clients. So we really, really hustle and to move away from pain. But eventually that's a short-term motivation strategy. So eventually I like to think of it like you're driving forward, looking in the rearview mirror. So you're looking at what you don't want and you can do that for so long, but for only so long before you crash and crashing looks like overwhelm or burnout And so then it's either self-sabotage back to square one, or you shift your vision to looking forward toward what it is you do want, toward what brings you pleasure, toward what brings you joy. And so how do you use your body as a vessel to be able to understand and navigate that? We also have twerking classes coming in and kundalini yoga, so all different types of body awareness classes to really tap you into that, as well as high performance coaching for my, for my mindful monarchs members. Yeah.
1: And I can see how it all comes together. You know, earlier you mentioned <laughs> how when we go down and, um, you know, lay down at night and our head hits the pillow it, for me. And I, I, imagine, um, I mean, I, and, I know other women, right. And we're talking to them, you just know in your gut or like, you you know, in yourself, like I didn't do today what I was supposed to courageously do and so there's that mind body connection and yeah we talk to a lot of thought leaders that like you know that the, the um, shift for them was moving out of their mind into their body and mm-hmm. really becoming aware of um, that tool that you're talking about helping people become aware of
2: yeah it's it's such a powerful tool when you can and when you have the versatility of being able to activate both the the, the away from motivation strategy, so the pain motivation strategy of moving away from what it is you don't want, away from financial debt or away from that bad relationship or away from whatever it is, and being able to activate your toward motivation strategy of moving toward the thing you want, holding the vision, having the faith and having the courage to move progressively and faithfully and with discipline toward that vision, to creating that and turning that into your new reality. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't want to hop off that, um, too abruptly, but I did, um, I, I see that two and four mindset again, right? Like you can even ask the pain in your body. Like, why are you happening for me versus why are you happening to me? Um, and so, ah. you yeah, know, it just kind of, I'll see it coming together. I do want to get a book recommendation from you, though, before we close. And so we ask all of our guests uh, for a book that is important to you, that impacts you, one you maybe find yourself recommending often.
2: So this book was actually recommended to me by one of my mentors who scaled her business from zero to 30 million in the span of three years. And I had her on my podcast and I said, whatever you did, I want to read it. I want to learn it. Exactly, And she said, the 15 commitments of conscious leadership. And it's an, uh, not as well known a book, but it's a fantastic book, um, by the conscious leadership group. And it really explains it in the most simplistic fashion, which I love, like Albert Einstein, and I'm going to totally butcher this quote, but like <laughs> you can complicate anything, but a genius is making it simple. Sure. Yeah. And this book makes it so simple to understand the difference between a to me mentality, that more victim mindset of everything is happening to me, the economy, the pandemic, the recession, your the your pain, your yeah. your relationships, and a for me mentality of being able to really take ownership and move forward. And this book is one of the best ones that I've ever read that simplifies these 15 commitments of conscious leadership. And when you can master these, it is a game changer for how you show up and see the world.
1: Sure. Definitely a gift um, when you can read a book like that. And like you said, I mean, when you see what's working for some people and that's why we give book recommendations, right? Because there's something that's going to resonate with our audience. So thanks for that, Kimberly. And uh, thank you. Let us know um, right now, I guess, with your website and how people can reach out to you.
2: Yeah, you can you can reach out to me on crownyourself.com. If you love podcasts like this, you can listen to The Princess and the Bee and subscribe there. If you love YouTube, you can catch our new Queen TV that just released um, every Tuesday and Friday on YouTube at crownyourself and you can find me on all the socials at crownyourself now. All right, and don't forget to check out that mindful uh the mindful
1: monarchs membership over at crownyourself.com. Thanks again for sure. Jump on that. Thank you so much for having me, Star. It has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. You're right. Something to move forward to. Yes, exactly. Right. Just ta- more times like this. Thanks again.
2: You even caught that pun. I didn't. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> well done.
0: <laughs> Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag thought leaders to watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening.